0: Hey, this is Dr. Crean. I am a board-certified family medicine physician, and I'm the owner of Brownstone Healthcare, where our mission is to take care of the everyday person who's overwhelmed and overworked and looking to live a healthy, happy, and whole life. We have a direct primary care service where you can pay $70 a month to have all access to meet your physician, have discounted labs, and imaging if needed. So you'd pay the $70 a month, no matter if you're insured, underinsured, or have no insurance at all. Call us at 205-202-5650 or go ahead on the roll today at
1: www.brownstonehealthcare.com. Oh, yeah. Tell me a joke. Okay, you got an 11-year-old girl who was pre-boarded on a plane because of her age. So she sits down, opens up her book on the plane, and she's reading it, and so a gentleman comes up. He's he's he uh, seated next to her. So you mind if I sit down to you, sit down with you? And they say conversation makes the flight go quicker. Uh-huh. So the little girl closes her book, says, Okay, well we, what will we talk about? He says, Let's talk about God, heaven and hell, because I'm an atheist. He says, Oh she says, Okay, I got a question for you. Now, do you know that horses and cows uh, and and uh, horses, cows eat the same thing? And she says, oh yeah, yeah, they they eat the same thing. They eat, all eat grass. She says, oh, that's right. Well, why does horses uh, uh uh poop uh uh and and lumps and um I wanna get the, the joke wrong because I'm trying to come yeah. all right and the uh and and deer poop pellets uh
0: uh-huh.
1: and 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 cows poop in big butts? He says, Well, I don't know. She says, Well, Oh, she opens back up her book, and she says, Do you really think he qualified to talk about God, heaven and hell, when you don't know poop? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that one. I like that one. That was I good.
1: <laughs> <know>. <laughs> I struggled through it, but that's the year I get the point.
0: <laughs> Eric Major is the principal and senior public policy consultant with Absolute Solutions, an Alabama-based public affairs firm, in addition to working with the major law group, LLC, and being a member of the Fairfield Board of Education. He is a former Alabama state representative and a former Capitol Hill aide to Alabama's first African-American congressman since Reconstruction. Eric obtained his Juris Doctorate degree from the Birmingham School of Law, his Bachelor of Arts degree in political science from the University of Alabama at Birmingham, and an Associate of Science degree in political science from Jefferson State Community College. My brother.
1: Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Check this out. I have said this about you. You are, one, you have a, a great memory. Okay. Okay. And you are a great storyteller.
1: I don't know. That joke says different, but <laughs> <laughs> I stare at so I it. have
0: I have personally been looking forward to this. And like um I told you not too long ago, I just always enjoy talking to you. We yeah, always go back. Now um while I say this you you be thinking of it. I always ask people their first fondest oldest memory. Of them with me, okay, right? yeah. Now, I'm going to go first. Okay. My fondest memory okay. was when you were in the legislature. Okay. And we were in Montgomery at my buddy Bertis' house. Okay. That was the first time that I, like, we had always been cool. Yes. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, and we, didn't, we, we, and could... we done let our head out at, at, in D.C. and everything. yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's when we got
1: yeah cool cool you know what I'm saying yeah, like this yeah.
0: this my dog you yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying yeah 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 and so um, yeah that's that's just like one of my fondest yeah. man we had a ball yeah because we hung out that. for a
1: whole day we got something to eat before we yeah. went yeah I remember that. and it
0: was no business no it was no, just no. fun yeah, was just two guys, you know what I'm saying buddies hanging out yeah
1: yeah yeah. 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 So that was and that, mine. And that's mine, too. Yeah. You know, that was a good weekend. Yeah, week. Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember. It was like a yeah Thursday or something. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. You coming down Montgomery, period, when I was down there. I, I always enjoyed it because, uh, you know, when I was in, uh, most of the people that were there were much, you know, older. Yeah. So every time you get a chance to – you know, to you want not a lot of young folks. Yeah. And I guess back then we were both a lot younger than we are now. Yeah. Ever came down, you know, came right. came down and spent time in Montgomery. So I really enjoyed it for that reason. Yeah. It was like a breath of fresh air for me. And then
0: yeah. before that, um, you know, of course, when you worked for the congressman. Okay. And my dad was at Alabama Power. Power. Yeah. And we would go up to D.C. D- for caucus yeah. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So yeah. like Man, we've been kicking it a long time. When you look at the calendar, the you know thing, what I mean.
1: The thing about it is that a lot of people don't know this. Remember the boat ride? Yeah, it was really. I went up with with uh, him when he when he was looking for committees. He hadn't yet taken office yet. Okay. And Donald Payne used to have a boat a boat ride. Yeah. Uh, he was a brunch. Okay. And I was like, when he he, we, he had already been, he was the uh, congressman-elect at that time. He hadn't gotten sworn in yet. Okay. I was like, you need to do one of these at night. Yeah. So I always try to say I birthed that boat ride. That's right funny. There. But it was it was the event during TBC during his term in Congress. It was the Alabama event. Power sponsored by the Power Company. That's right. <laughs> Our Southern <laughs> Company. They all everybody wanted in after it got started. Yeah. yeah.
0: And my dad was the one that yeah. started all of that yeah. with with them. Yeah. That's a, their
1: conversation. And and you
0: brought up just a second ago like there weren't a lot of us. No, no. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was us, Earl Jr., yeah. Dale Davis. There's yeah. a couple of folk. But I, for one, where I'm going with this is I put the boat ride, mm-hmm. I mean um, the caucus, okay. on a bucket list. I think every black person should oh, yeah. go up to the yeah. caucus and, and see what's going on. You know I, what I mean? I'll tell
1: you, that weekend, I was just telling yeah. you about with the boat ride, that was my first trip to DC as an adult with no supervision or anything. Yeah. So I was like, because I'd been offered the job to come up there, but I didn't, that wasn't my, on my agenda. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I Thank you, but no thank you. But it's like, come up while I get these committees. Yeah. And when I got up there, I was like, if this what DC is about? <laughs> I'm, in. I'm all in. <laughs> And
0: so like, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so we, we started in the middle, but let's rewind all <laughs> the way back, okay. right? You okay. know, like what was, where where did you grow up and go a, to school and all that kind of I'm stuff? I'm
1: originally from Sharon, Pens- Farrell, Pennsylvania is where I grew up at. Really? Yeah, I was born in Sharon General Hospital. Uh, my My dad was in the steel industry. Okay. So he worked for U.S. Steel. So my parents divorced when I was 10, so until I was born, until I was 10, I Lived in Pennsylvania. Okay, so we came here and uh, I was a what was the best word? Um, active child. So, my dad <laughs> had been transferred to Houston, so I went and I spent my first couple of years in high school in Houston, uh, Baytown, which is outside of Houston. Okay, and I came here like came back like my junior year in high school. Okay, and so, uh, really, and it's funny being on the school board now because one of the first. Uh, um I guess acts of politics I ever did was I took a group of students down to because I got to to uh fairfield high school uh-huh. you know we look at the accommodations I've been in primarily uh white schools up until then okay and it was my first experience with a uh Black school. I'm like, where the accommodations? (laughs) Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, what's going on with the money? (laughs) So, so, so I not that I wanted to partake in the education, but I was a rabble rouser, right? right. And so I decided to get. We're gonna go down to uh, Fairfield City Council and. And, and make a lot of noise about yeah. where the book's at. And yeah. where the, like, we wanted to read them, we, we <laughs> Right. It was, it was an opportunity just to be. the point. <laughs> yeah, it's like, where our stuff at? So right. I did that, and I, that's where I met Jerry Coleman, who was, uh, for a long time, a big uh, political leader out in the Fairfield area. Okay. And he told me, he was like, you know what, y'all come down here raising sand, but y'all not, you're not coming back. So one of the things I took pride in is before – uh, uh, he was the president of the city council, Fairfield City Council, at that time. Mm-hmm. Before, uh, before he passed, I was able. To, I came back. I'd run and won the state legislature. I was able to tell. Mr. Coleman, remember you told me I wasn't coming back? Wow. Well, I'm back, Mr. Coleman. I love it. And that I was, love that was, it. And that was one of the things. I never really saw myself as somebody running for office. I'm shy by nature. Yeah. I'm not the kind of person. not really a people person, which sometimes people take the wrong way because
2: uh-huh. they
1: think I'm being some kind of way. Yeah. When I'm really just a shy person by nature, I'm not really an outgoing type guy. Yeah. And in politics, you kind of got to be outgoing, and you got to reach out. So I'm not uncomfortable talking to people but I'm not the one that's going to initiate the conversation. Yeah. Or a lot of times I don't, or I'm thinking about whatever it is I'm thinking about. I'm not really into somebody else's, so sometimes I get taken the wrong way. But I say all that to say that going back to that caucus, going up and working on Capitol Hill is when I start thinking, you know, get a chance to meet the people who are, Running the country for the most part, mm-hmm. and you begin to you. We all think these these people got to be brilliant and smart. And when you get up to you, you recognize they ain't no smarter than I. Am. Right, <laughs> like <laughs> this motherfucker right here is the congressman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they can do this. You see how they making decisions? Right. You like wait a minute. You Hold know, on. Yeah. And, and the thing that made me decide, you know what? I'm I'm gonna look at running for. I didn't know what uh I, I'm gonna run for office is is that the congressman I worked for was on the Agricultural Committee. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a guy who was a lobbyist, and he was like, well, uh, he he wanted to get to meet. He was trying to set up a meeting with the congressman to talk about the, the degree of carcinogen in pesticides. Because mm-hmm. he's on the agriculture Committee. They're trying to, I'm like, man, maybe I don't understand what carcinogen is, but I thought cartridge is like stuff that cause cancer. Right. He's like, yeah, it does, and you trying to put in pesticides? That's stuff we put on vegetables, <laughs> right? He's like, yeah. He said, man, I'm just doing my job. <laughs> but I realized at that point, if you don't hey, have bad, I'm just doing my you know, job. I'm just doing yeah, my job, yeah. man. Yeah. Stop being judgmental, right? <laughs> so, so I realized at that point that if you didn't have good people in, the, in those decision making positions, that you were going to uh, then then you got folks that will put you know, cartridges and pesticides on, and and, and it happens. But it takes good people being able to do it as well. But I enjoyed the time that I spent doing that. But I kind of like what I'm doing now yeah. as well, yeah. Although I got pulled back in kind of with the school board stuff. But I still – I like uh, the business development, uh, government, public affairs, government relations stuff. And, uh, and my brother here with the major law group has introduced me to uh, the law, and, and I've been enjoying that as well. So
0: Now, tell me this, the um – when we talked last, we were kind of on a on a little memory lane type okay. thing, right? And you made the comment, I forgot what we were talking about, but you made the comment, people forget how long I've been doing this.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know what we've I'm saying? We've been doing it, because we, we've been out here a long time. Yeah. I
0: know, but I mean, this is about you, and I want you to have your flowers. Like,
1: okay, I yeah, would I love that.
0: for you to talk about some of the things, not just from from the kids, but like but, legislation you've brought forward, yeah, issues. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people don't remember that.
1: That was yeah, Eric Major that did it's, that. It's, it's thankless, man. It, it, that's one of the things I say about people in public office, period. You have to take your hats off to them because a lot of them, it's thankless jobs. People, uh, everybody want, they say they want things, but when you actually – there are sacrifices got to be made to get them. Yeah. And the people in public office, you're kind of in the front lines of it if you do it right. And I, that's why I think it's a young person's game. And uh, you need young people who can, like, not have any kids and don't have kids in college. you got to make sacrifices to actually be able to do it and not worry about the ramifications of – of of making big business mad at you because sometimes it's going to take that. I think you have to work along with big business, but you can't do it at the detriment to your community. Because one of the things when I first took office, every single school in my district, the district at the time was on academic alert. Uh, 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 they hadn't had uh, uh, economic development project since US Steel, who started the city, mm-hmm. uh, had, had come. So we started because of my my background working on a small business committee for a member of Congress. I understood how to bring business in. So I was mm. able to bring Teletech. We got took the schools from economic uh, from all on economic alert to all on academic clear status, mm. working along with other people because politics is a team sport. Nobody does yeah. anything by itself. And unfortunately, one of the things I see it happening now, everybody wants their own credit, but knowing how to, work together and mm-hmm. say, hey, it's your time to to shine uh, uh, or your time. You got an idea. Let's see how I can get behind your idea and make your idea happen. And this is what I'm trying to do. These days, it's all about me and I, and I want to pretend I'm doing all this stuff. Mm. And the reality, the proof is in the pudding. Like you can look around these communities. Like I talk about statistics that took place yeah. where well, you can see, you can go back and verify where the schools were as far as academic alert was and the steps that I took to work along with the superintendents. Cause I had three superintendents I had three school districts, Birmingham, uh, Jefferson County, and, and uh, Fairfield in the district. So I had to learn how to work along with those guys and figure out what they wanted. That mm-hmm. uh, like what you, cause I, my role was different from theirs. They they wanted a day-to-day fight. I had to be the resource guy. I had to figure out how to get the resources, mm-hmm. which meant that I had to buck heads with the governor at times because they're like, look, I like you, but these people sent me to get stuff for them. Right. And so I want to vote with you, but give me something to take back to them. Right. And and often, I think one of the, the if I have a criticism, I try not to criticize people in public office because I know it's rough. That if But if I have one, it's that, they don't have it because I think everything should start out with if you haven't volunteered in a position or volunteered around, most of them are so new to the environment. I have worked through be it throwing flyers for Arrington when he was running mm-hmm. that's 79, that's a 10 year old, uh, 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 10, 11, 12 year old Eric. The working with members of you know different various members of Congress from uh uh you know I mean I'm in, I'm in a, uh the nine lives of Mary and Barry if you go watch that movie uh it's a documentary you're gonna see me standing behind and Barry who was not the perfect person none of, unless you elect Jesus you're not gonna get perfect people right and Jesus ain't running yeah so you have <laughs> right. to deal with imperfect people <laughs> mm-hmm. and so the deal is what the person's agenda is is more important about to me who they are right. It's like the deal isn't more important who they are, even what they want to do, because the public has to make politicians do things. Nobody's going to do it because they want to do it. And that's something you've been good at. You know, you got to force people into doing the right thing. And good politicians, people who want to do the right thing, want people out there force them to do what's right. That's right. So then you can go tell those other forces, look, I'd like to help you, but I have them outside. They ain't going to let me get away with it. <laughs> and
0: they ain't going to have you. follow what I'm saying? Right, so I right. can't
1: – give me something. Well, I'm going to tell them why I go out there. Right, right. So it, it, And I think uh, there's a famous quote that Lyndon Johnson told King them, uh, Martin Luther King them about that, about the Voting Rights Act. Make me do it. Mm. And oftentimes we hear – when we hear uh, uh, activists rabble against politicians – they are helping the politicians. They are helping pushing them in their greatness. Right. Everybody needs someone. That's what like a coach.
0: Well, you know, funny, you say that. Yeah. The person who taught me that theory, that philosophy, mm-hmm. was Dick Arrington. Yeah. Dr. Arrington, and and if you were 10-ish, yeah. see, I was nine-ish. I was yeah. out there hanging yeah. door knockers for Dr. Arrington too. Because yeah. I was a little boy. That's how I got into politics. Mm. But he was like. Uh, every great politician needs a boogeyman. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. They need somebody to blame it on, yeah. and, and and so they got to do that. Yeah, this. and yeah. so I always and um, th- I learned this from um, um, Wash Booker. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody mm-hmm. wants to be the good guy. Yeah, but if you're willing to be the bad guy, yeah. You, what, you got a long career ahead of you. <laughs> Superman is nothing
1: without Lex Luthor. Right. So they work together. The, the problem is the public, it's up to the public to distinguish who Superman and who Lex Luthor is. Right. And sometimes somebody is Superman one minute and Lex Luthor the next.
2: That's right. So
1: that's why getting in love with the personality politics ain't nobody right all the time. Right. We all get wrong and we need somebody to correct us. It's like, uh uh it's, and oftentimes that's what's happening with... It's, it's, it's like coaches. You need a coach to yell at you. Yeah, you know what I mean. That yeah. mean he don't love you, <laughs> right. Because you messed up. If you messed up, you right. messed up.
0: That's right. So
1: let me say, why are you talking about him? I, that, that, we like him.
0: Sometimes you need he the, the carrot. Sometimes you need the stick. You know what I mean? And and that's just how we were raised.
1: And I think and what I see the failing in our community is, is that we don't look of ourselves as uh, little Nick Sabans, like we got. In a day is when a player is not playing appropriately, Saban will put them on the bench. You know what I'm saying? He'll right. have a problem. He did the Jalen Hurts, right? Right, wrong, or different. How you felt about it? But it made Jalen better. Yeah, that's what a good player will do. Yeah. Sometimes I need to be benched. Yeah. And a person will look, why did I get benched? And let me see what I can work on. Right. But ultimately, what we try to do is be have permanent friends or permanent enemies. Politics ain't about that
2: That's right
1: Politics is about This is my agenda Who's going to help me Get this agenda accomplished That's right So it could be you today It could be him tomorrow and You can say Hey look I was with you When that had that agenda <laughs> Right But now he get. But he, I'm over here right now I'm over here right on now this, on, on this, this agenda thing. This might Yeah I, But that I, don't mean I don't fuck with him no more Yeah and, I still and, like yeah, you yeah. I ain't mad at you And we can work together On something else That's right But you on the wrong side Of this particular issue And that's maturity And I think a lot of times We forget the Voting Rights Act is a 1968? I was born in 1968. So it's in our lifetime. So the maturity of the voter, had, we have to mature some. And That's true. the unfortunate thing about, I think I, this is a, the sad part, about a lot of young voters is they have not been able to learn the process because like a lot of young folks, and I was probably like that when I was younger too, we know everything. Mm-hmm. When uh, luckily I, uh, and uh, this time in God, Brought different people from the learning from a a, a a Maynard Jackson who spent a lot of time in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there was various people working. They were using me, but I was also learning information from right. from ADC to to uh, the Jefferson County Citizens Coalition to all these groups. Uh, Miss Coleman and Jerry Coleman. I told you what he told me and taught me. So I was I was listening. I didn't always like him. I pushed up against him. Yeah, yeah. And ain't wrong with that. And but then the, the day is. That. That's how the game goes. That's They made me sharper because of it. And I think that oftentimes we have a soft group of people that are too sensitive about, you say something to them. I said something about some politician recently. He's like, man, I thought we were friends. I thought we are friends.
2: <laughs> yeah. But I'm from the community. Right. You know where right. I'm from. I'm, I've been about
1: the community my whole life, man. Yeah. You know, I'm about, I can't sit back and not say nothing. That's right. He said, well, you don't have to put me out there on Front Street. I said, I talked to you about equality before I did on Front
0: Street. <laughs> right. You
1: brought me to Front Street.
0: <laughs> right, right. So I got,
1: now I got to try to get the people to get you out, to get you to do the right thing. Yeah. Which you should like
0: me doing. Right. Because I'm giving you back now. I'm
1: giving you, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. now you could blame what you got to do on me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I just want you to do what's right.
0: I just want you to do it. Yeah. And another part of it... Um, on my side, at least, you know, I don't care who gets the glory.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And when you don't care who gets the glory, yeah. you get a lot of stuff done. And I ain't never cared. This person can get the glory. I The re, the people who really know what's going on, Yeah, they know who's involved. They but, know what's really going on. And, and that's the, all I've ever really needed.
1: And at the end of the day is those people who get wherever the glory is, because what I say is, with lights come heat. So what happens is they all <laughs> yeah. all forward yeah. when the glory is there. But when the heat come with it, right. then they want to roll down and say, it wasn't me, it was Ivor. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you weren't talking about Ivor when we was handing out <laughs> That's accolades. Right. That's right. when you they were snapping pictures. Yeah, when we snapping pictures. You didn't even invite Ivor to the picture. The, to the ribbon cut. <laughs> now it's about Ivor. You know? It's
0: funny. Um, man, I... <laughs> You you reminded me of why we do it yeah. and why we've done it for so long, yeah, right? Yeah. But um f- I don't know, maybe God has a, a plan for me. I keep following you. Well we we've gotten out of politics and now we both heading in the you are, yeah, you know, you've gone to yeah, law school. Yeah. I want to start yeah. law school um in the fall. And it's like, okay, I've fought the political fight. I'ma be honest. At my age, I'm like, all right, it's somebody else's turn to to mold the future and you know what I'm saying? Well a different role. You still gonna be on the field. But
1: you like Saban, you can coach now. You don't have to actually be on the field. That's right. It's somebody else's time to do that. And so,
0: you know, what my question is, what made you wanna leave the field in one way and transition into law and you know what I'm saying? Just think tell most me const- about your thought process. I think the most
1: constant it. thing is change is a part of everything. Growth. If you're doing the same thing you was doing 20 years ago, chances are you ain't doing right. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> like, that's like me. I can't go. We can't go back to the nursery school and play on the on the nursery school. Like, right. What's he doing here? Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and 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 part of that's just part of growth. But I initially, you know, I think that. Uh, 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 Things that you know, you know what happened. I didn't voluntarily just say, "Hey, I want to transition to something else." Right. I right. stood up on an issue, and to me, I what I got got gathered from it was one of the worst and one of the best things that happened to me. Because when you push, people push back, mm. and what I got a chance to see is, and it made me, and part of my mature, my, my growth is seeing that the community has a responsibility to stand up for, stand behind their elected officials. What I was doing, I was standing up. For people, when what people really need is to be willing to stand up for themselves, mm. we don't really need a leader. We need to. We need to be. We need to be supporters. You know what I'm saying? A, right. a quarterback can't do anything if he ain't got no alignment or receivers. Right. So I realized that having been in a a leaders or quarterback position. I recognize I ain't had no alignment, so maybe I would be better served working with other people, seeing how can we be better alignment for the people who are in office. Because mm. you know, that's from is that, I don't care if that's raising money, coming up with uh, concepts or bills. Because literally, when you're down in Montgomery, you get down there, and there are people that are lined up. Uh, that's where the name lobbyists come from. They stand in the lobby, and they represent. They are representing corporations, and they stand there with bills from the corporations got how it's going to benefit them. And 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 we don't have anybody down there. Mm-hmm. So so small businesses, uh, uh, that's why, you know, the type of law and the business development and government relations for me is all about helping people uh, get access to the system because you learn how to access contracts, how to draft contracts, how to draft legislation, and when legislation is going down, how to get it to benefit people. And that's valuable to businesses. Unfortunately, a lot of businesses, so-called uh, too many of our businesses in particular, we try to be our own lobbyists, mm. like our own mechanic, our own like we, we got a church on every corner because we want to be our own pastor. That's right. We can't follow other people. There got to be a role for somebody else.
0: Well, I like I used to explain to people you may be able to um, talk about your widget. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know all the ins and outs about that widget. Yeah. But you don't know how to tell them.
1: You don't know how to tell them. You don't know, <laughs> you where know where the, what I mean? You don't know where the pot for widgets are. Right. How to go about doing that. Right. So you need somebody to do that. And you need to, if you're in business or you want to be in business, the first step is to go get you a lawyer. Yeah. First of all, that's before you do anything. Because you can't incorporate how to get your business together. All that You need a lawyer. You can't be in business without a lawyer. And then the second thing you need, in my opinion, is you need uh, – after your idea, of course, Mm -hmm. then you decide you got to get somebody, a lobbyist of some sort, to know how to interact government for you. Too oftentimes, I have talked to people all the time, they want to go talk to government officials themselves. One, they ain't got no relationship with. They don't understand how the process goes. They're asking for money in ways that don't make no sense. Do you got a grant for me to get? Where are free money at?
2: You, right. <laughs>
1: you know, come on, can't nobody get you no free money, man? Right,
2: right, right. And, and,
1: and, but 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 they, in their mind, they're talking about, they see that uh, uh, the government does give incentives, and that's what they mean by it. Yeah. But there's a way to go about putting packages together to show the economic development. That's what you need somebody else's specialty for. Right. And too often times, I don't care what you say, or oh, the government is the number one consumer of all. All of
0: that. That's right.
1: So that's what Absolute Solutions is about. It's about getting people to do business with government. Is to help them engage with government. The major law firm, it's about uh, uh, helping people set up their legal structure. And every single person... Needs in the society we in today. If you if you married, you you need marriage now in Alabama is a contractual agreement. Right. If you're gonna get a contract with somebody, you need somebody to read the agreement and write the agreement for you.
2: That's
0: right. I don't
1: care if you love the person or not, because you love them today. Tomorrow you may not like them that much. That's right. And so you need to know what's gonna happen. A contingency. What happens if we don't like each other the way we like each other right now? Mm -hmm. And so so that's marriage. I don't care if it's life or death. We all gonna die one day. So what's gonna happen to our stuff? How many people dying intestate without a wheel? So that's where you go through a lot of these communities. That's the problem. That's why we got all these vacant houses in the community. The person didn't Man, have a plan for that right. house. What's gonna happen to the house when I ain't in it no more? That's right. So that's just it's just an evolution of the Eric. Yeah. And so that I think that's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Hey everybody, it's Leon Parker, Vice President of Student Life and Engagement at the illustrious Miles College. We're excited to kick off our 125th anniversary celebration with a scholarship benefit concert featuring Dr. Dorinda Clark Cole from the legendary Clark Sisters and friends from around Birmingham to include the Miles College Choir, Deirdre Gaddis, Kendra Studemeyer, Alicia Hicks, and Jaden Henderson hosted by our very own comedian and motivational speaker Miss V. Guess what? All proceeds raised from this benefit will go to the Miles College Scholarship Fund for our deserving students. For more information, please visit www.miles.edu or etix.com.
0: I was just thinking, you don't you're not a big social media person, are you?
1: Not really, uh, not really. You can really. do,
0: you're kind of conversational on Facebook, but are you on Instagram or Twitter or anything I'm, like I'm,
1: that? I'm on those, I have accounts, All right, well, but I well, rarely
0: don't. But where can people follow you? I, I, they I like can follow the, me at
1: Eric Major on Instagram, Eric Major on Facebook, and uh, uh, what's the other one? Twitter, I have a Twitter account, Eric Major on Twitter. Okay. I'm um, simple, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's Eric Major, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. Yes, uh, uh, and Eric Major, yeah, I guess that's what it would be on all of
0: All right, cool. Now, I think we're at an age where, um, you know, that maturity kind of proud of and can really make use of, right? Um, Understanding that God makes no mistakes, Mm -hmm. right? But if you could go back in time. Okay. Okay. Pick an age and give your younger self some advice. What what age would it be and what advice would you give?
1: I think that, like you said, when I think everything happens for a reason. That's right. That's I right. think that there are things that you go through um, uh, that... Is necessary for you to be who you are now, right? And so I don't know who I would be without some of those mistakes or That's people true. I work with that I was like, if I had to know what I know about them now, yeah, I yeah. probably wouldn't have done it. Yeah, I don't want to call no names. But you know them, and I know them. I wouldn't have fooled with them, jokers. Yeah, <laughs> but but see, all of that is seasoning.
0: Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. But like for me. I, Mine, I think I, w- I wish I had gone to Morehouse. Okay, right? Okay. You yeah, know what I'm yeah,
1: saying? Yeah, like I yeah, just wish yeah. I had gone ahead
0: yeah, and gone a- to a HBCU B-C-U. right off the bat. Dah, yeah, dah, dah. yeah, And and that's that's just where I would have went. So what you, what you age know? I started out think?
1: at HBCU. I started out at Talladega College, my my college career. Uh huh. Then I, and I ended up going to UAB. But uh, I don't regret the UAB now is different from the UAB. Yeah, you know it, it's changed, but. Uh, I I think that I probably now I don't have any kids, and I never got married. If I had to do over again, okay. I probably would have made those decisions differently earlier. I would gotcha. have done that. I would have done that. I think starting a family, brother here play with his grandkids, he rub it in my face all the time. Yeah. He like yeah. man, I'm going to play with my grandkids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's you ain't doing that? Oh, y'all forgot you ain't got no grandkids.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 what is your favorite charity?
1: Well, I, uh, back when I started a, a charity called the Alabama Minority Health Institute, when I was, the the thing that I, I realized when I was in the legislature, is that Alabama has health disparities and the economic impact of that, and it's uh, so my favorite charity is the Alabama Minority Health Institute. Please, it tell deals us with about health education that. and health. It, it deals with health education, and pr- prim- primarily one of the biggest problems in Alabama generally. Is obesity, uh, uh, and it has an economic impact. Diabetes, all those type of things. So educating people about uh, better health choices and how that could impact their lives, and, and like what our kids eat, is from educationally to st- a lot of times we got these kids on hypertension medication. It's all dietary, not all of it. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know if it's all dietary. I think a lot of it, if they had different diets then they, some of the things, that, some of the behavioral things, they can't sit still because they've been eating sugar all day, and mm-hmm. nobody can sit still right? having done that. Obesity is a big problem. If you need to look around now, it's almost to see somebody. I've always been considered th- skinny. Right. But in reality, I'm, my, I'm not ideal <laughs> weight for somebody correct. my height and size. Correct. And when you travel the world, you see most people ain't like Americans. We, and yeah. Alabamians, are notorious for being overweight. So right. Um, that that has a special meaning for me. Um, I help. There's a there's a charity that uh, I, I help get started, but it's called the uh, Asia Foundation. It's a, a friend of mine. Her her daughter passed, and she started a foundation to help little girls like her daughter to uh, to help them, you know, get a step ahead. Because oftentimes, what happens is we don't have one generation is not educating the next generation, and because of Absentee parents, latchkey kids, uh, babies having babies. These young women are not being taught how to be ladies by productive type people, and they're learning about love and how to deal with boys. and And, and I think likewise, you need uh, male groups. You got uh, um, there's a group uh, tied to greatness that I work with that is about teaching young boys how to become men. Because you know, as I said, my parents got divorced. When I was ten for the most part. I would consider myself somebody coming up in a single-parent family. So we learn, become boys to men from the streets kind of teaching us how to do it. And, and and you learn a lot of negative stuff out there because you got ignorant people who got a lot of time in their hands because they ain't got jobs. And they at the park where you at and they start teaching you how to do the crazy stuff they out there doing. Right. That to, to, to them, it's, it's smart. But just because they're misguided and then somebody misguided them. So the good guys, are out there. They too busy with work, family, handling their business. They ain't got time to look after those kids. But the but the non what we call non productive adults are out there. They're spending time with. They them.
0: ain't got nothing else to they do. They ain't got nothing else to do. But pour into them. Yeah, pour into them. So they so, teach
1: them a lot of ignorant stuff, and and so they they acting ignorant.
0: Well, if you don't answer one of these questions, you got to make donations to both of those charities. Okay. But they're easy. You are gonna answer them, okay. all right? First of all, let me ask you this: Even though you're from Fairfield, mm-hmm. you consider yourself Birmingham,
1: right? No, I'm a Fairfield dude, man. But I, I'm saying this is if the I go Birmingham else, Metro Yeah, area. if I'm in, if I'm in DC or Houston, people ask you where you're from. I'm from Birmingham. Right. Yeah, I got
0: you. So keep in mind that these questions are Birmingham.
1: I got right, you. Even though you I got you. Can.
0: All right. So, Regents Park or Rickwood Field?
1: Regents Park.
0: Botanical Gardens or Railroad Park?
1: Railroad Park.
0: Protective Stadium or Legacy Arena?
1: Hmm, Legacy Arena. That's where the concerts going on.
0: At. All right. I'm a music guy. Crossplex or Legion Field?
1: Legion Field. Gotta go with the great lady.
0: Birmingham Zoo or McWayne Science Center?
1: Go with McWayne.
0: All right. Sloth's Furnace or Vulcan Park?
1: Go with Vulcan Park.
0: Barons or Squadron?
1: I'll go with Squadrons.
0: Legion or Stallions?
1: I'll go with the Stallions. You know, I'm, I'm an old USFL guy the first time around. Yeah. So, yeah, i am gonna go with the Stallions.
0: Alabama or Auburn?
1: Come on, I'm an Alabama road uh, tie. Yeah, Are
0: Alabama you, State or Alabama
1: A and M? Go to Alabama State, since so I spend so much time in Montgomery. All right, what were you about to say? That? I was about to say I know you're an Alabama guy, so but I'm a UAB, so I like to call it <laughs> University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa. All right, that's it's by fair. its proper name. <laughs>
0: what is your zodiac sign? Aries.
1: You know, what a, does that mean?
0: Like, wh- Aries, when is that? What does that Aries mean? Aries are
1: known to be spontaneous type people. Okay, they are uh, 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 fun loving. Okay, uh, you can usually know when you in the company of an Aries because Aries are always going to be the um, the leader in the group. Okay, yeah, that's so when you look around. When the Aries, is your birthday? April sixth. All
0: right, cool. Now, yeah. are you a cook?
1: I, I know how. I'm not. I wouldn't say being a single dude and uh, it's hard to cook for one. But yeah. so I don't cook that often but I know how. I can So what?
0: what would be your go to that you could, you know. I think cook
1: the together? easiest thing everybody is you know, spaghetti. I, you know, everybody do a little bit. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I chop it up on the on the grill, you know, get me okay. just some some ribs yeah. or whatever and some that's chicken, your that's your that's grill it on, yeah. If I
0: can do anything, I guess it'd be there too.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh what's your favorite holiday?
1: Favorite holiday. Yeah. I guess I'm a, I'm gonna go with um Favorite holiday? Never thought i am not a big holiday person.
0: Okay. I guess
1: I would say, can you count your birthday as your favorite holiday? Absolutely. I'm going to do that then. I'm going to go with my birthday.
0: Absolutely. Your favorite NBA team?
1: I'm a, I'm a, I told you I'm from Pennsylvania. So the NBA, I'm a 76ers guy. NFL. Back from Dr. J and Steelers, you know, the Steelers.
0: So whatever the sport is, you rolling with
1: Pittsburgh. Steelers are to professional sports what Alabama is to college sports. They the winners. You know what I'm saying? We didn't win. Oh, Come no, on now. God. Come on now. Come on. You really? know that. Did come on, really? brother. Yeah, they are. They are. I mean, Steelers uh, outside New England, they got more championships than anybody else. They've been rolling and rocking longer than anybody else. And everybody else is just, you know, Dallas tried to get in the mix, but Dallas, when the last time? We don't even talk about that. You know not no Dallas. Here we center. go. You know, know I da- love me some Dallas. Oh, but, uh, cut it out, man. Yeah, you finna cut, cut
0: my guts out, so I don't even want to talk about that. Like, I, okay, I, okay. I feel, yeah, okay. I, I ain't even trying to yeah, fight yeah. with you on that one. I'm just tucking my tail. Okay, let's change the subject, as they say. Yeah, let's change the subject. iPhone or Android? iPhone. My man. Yeah, That's what I'm yeah. talking about. If you had the chance to get a superpower, what would it be? What, what uh, superpower would you
1: choose? I think be a mind reader. You know what I'm saying? I like to yeah. do that. Yeah. 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 You, you know, you could do a lot with that. You can do a lot with that. You could figure out what's about to go to happen. Yeah, yeah, you could do a lot with you that. You could get your lottery taken care of. Yeah. You could, you could do that, and you could protect it because you know what everybody's thinking. Right. Know? That's right. Yeah, so I would be a mind reader.
0: Before I um, let you get out of here, I gotta, um, you know, not be a friend for just a second, okay, and be an advocate like we always I are. Definitely, you know definitely. what I'm saying. And yeah. um, I'm I'm so happy that um, Fairfield put you on the uh, board of education, yeah. and I would love to know what direction, what thoughts you have, so that um, you know people who are. Um, in Fairfield and have kids in that school system can hear straight from the horse's mouth some of the Mm. things that the board is doing, some of your ideas, some of your thoughts?
1: I I, I have hopes for the board. Oh, and let me say this.
0: I would be remiss if I didn't say Mm. that, you know, all of the work you do mm-hmm. with kids, okay, you and through mentoring and Young whatnot, people, yeah. m- made you the perfect choice. But go ahead, yeah.
1: I, I I think that uh, I haven't been on the board that long, mm-hmm. and uh, although with you know we have a way of doing things in our community, oftentimes, mm-hmm. and the the reason I thought it was a good idea to do the board. Was that as I told you before? It's kind of my ode to Jerry Coleman. He told me I wasn't coming back. <laughs> right. And so I don't forget. Over time, and now I'm that person that want to see the kids come and raise sand about something, and and I'm still trying to get those books that we were talking about before. Yeah. So my agenda is to do with that teenage Eric was trying to get done from this from this from the school board standpoint, and that sometimes uh, for me, I. I'm just getting there, and you try to, you know, in order, uh, politics is team sport, you got to figure out how to work with people that has been looking at doing things in a way much different from you. Mm. Even though uh, I consider myself not uh, young anymore, I'm the youngest one on the board. Right. And this is a board where they're not used to people, younger ideas and newer ideas. They're kind of stuck into some older ways. Right. And so um, – I bring wherever I've gone politically. I bring an energy of I didn't come to stay, <laughs> right. so I don't care nothing about you telling me you're gonna get rid of me. Right? Because I ain't here for to stay. Right? I'm here. I'm gonna make a difference while I'm here. That's right. So I'm, I love it when people tell me we're gonna get you out of there. <laughs> we, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna make you I get go. me. I'm gonna make you get me out of there because I ain't gonna quit. That's right. That's until right. Until we get some things accomplished, so like the test scores the high school has been in uh, having problems with test scores we want to be able to work like I said I've gone through this before mm-hmm. as a state representative so first thing I've tried to do is go get that needs assessment list mm-hmm. from the the teachers and the superintendent and because you know the board works with the superintendent the superintendent works with the teacher so she and I are trying to figure out how our relationship is going to be. And it's that I got to push. That's my job. Mm-hmm. I'm here for those folks that sent me here. So I'm going to push you in ways that make, or make you feel uncomfortable. Right. But it's not personal. Right. And it's not something we can go uh, and sit down and have coffee or soda and dinner. And I'm and cool. And
0: sometimes I tell, I can be wrong. I can
1: well, be wrong. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about <laughs> it. And, <laughs> yeah. and sometimes I got to say it in ways that, so just learn. I don't know if you saw what happened with midfields, uh, a uh, 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 midfield uh, school board where they take in, uh taking uh, uh, vacations, uh, or not vacation retreats, going on retreats. retreats Man, and all that that stuff. Was I'm kinda... not comfortable with that type of stuff. I never no. got in public service to serve Eric, so I'll never be about that. And I'm always going to be pushing when it comes to that type of stuff. I've been in a position where I've already had to maybe return some stuff that – they didn't, you know. Yeah. I'm getting that. We ain't doing that. Yeah. That ain't what Eric is about. Yeah, that ain't where Eric going with the whole thing. Yeah. And when you do those type of things, it causes problems. When you come, so people not gonna necessarily like that. And he ain't with the program. Mm-hmm. I get that. No matter where I'm at, I've gotten to a point where I'm comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. I'm the youngest, I'm sure. When when my mom brought me home from the ho- from the hospital with them, they was like, "It's all about Eric yeah. now." They didn't like that. <laughs> To learn to live with it. You don't so, let him do you <laughs> like this, Wimbledon. So he learned to live with it. So I, I've been that guy. <laughs> You've been in my shadow long enough. So, so, I like it. So, so 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 being the youngest, that might yeah, be part of it. Wherever sure. I go, and I don't mind, like sometimes you got to shake the status quo up a little bit and uh, that causes some tension. So you end up really, and I talked to you earlier about moving around a lot. Yeah. So I was always kind of like the new kid. So I've never been in those cliques. A lot of times I wonder, uh, you know, because they got these high school fraternities and stuff around, you know. Mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. Most of these people was in one. They Absolutely. know each other from Alphalets or whatever. Yeah. And I don't even know what Alphalets was, you yeah. know. <laughs> but these people got deep roots together. That's you right. know, and, and Fairfield was one of those small cities where half these people related. Like, yeah. that's my cousin you're talking about. Right. So you and knowing how to navigate through that in a way that somebody upset with you because you said something or you criticize somebody that was a cousin or a frat brother or yeah. somebody they got deep roots with, yeah. you like, they don't know where your heart is. Yeah. I ain't coming from, I'm not trying to hurt your person. Right. I'm trying to push them into the greatness they can be. Right. And the deal is, is that we all got to live here, and they don't get to mess over the money because of your frat brother, your cousin, or whatever. It's going to work out for all of us if we try to do the right thing. Let's figure out how we can get on the same page with this thing. And uh, and so that's kind of where I'm at now. I got the my my uh, idol or uh, not idol. Uh, my uh, I think everybody needs a mentor. Mm-hmm. My political mentor is not somebody you always meet. It was Adam Clayton Powell. Mm-hmm. And if you remember when you walked in that office I had in Montgomery, every office political office I've had, I've always had a picture of Adam Clayton Powell Jr. in it. Wow! And he had a story when he first got elected. You know, the leadership was telling him. Uh, don't come over here throwing no bombs, whatever. He said, I got one in both hand. I'm about to let him go. <laughs> and so, but he did more for the c- civil rights. And, he, I mean, people talk about Martin Luther King and all of them, and I think they contributed a lot. Sure, sure. But it was Adam Clayton Powell that That's drew right. the legislation that actually made the difference in our lives. And I'm a policy guy. And, like, you can tell you me. You said
0: that a long time. I'm a
1: policy person. Tell yeah. me what the policy is It's going to change my life. I appreciate the. And I think there's a role for people out here, uh, 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 raising, saying, and agitators. We need those. But at the end of the day, you need somebody that can go in and negotiate the deal. Mm. And, and what you don't need is the advocate all the time. You don't need the advocate out there doing that. Because the one thing you need to be a good advocate is you got to. Or raise saying and call people names and get do stuff. Right, that person is not gonna sit down with you because they still mad about the name you called.
2: Them. Right, That's and right. And so you
1: you're not gonna be able to deal in good faith. That's right. You need somebody going and negotiate the deal because this is what we gonna get. That's right. But it, but what happened in my opinion from that '60s areas, a lot of those advocates, when affirmative action came along, the the people are supposed to be negotiators went in negotiate for themselves and forgot the advocates. So the advocates end up dying in poverty. And the, the negotiators got the affirmative action job working in the corporation talking about how they built themselves up by their bootstraps when it was the advocates that pushed them into it. So somehow we got to figure out how to bridge that gap between us. That I think one of the issues I think we're having locally, Birmingham included, is we're putting these advocates in political positions. And they may be good advocates, but we negotiate multi billion dollar, multi million dollar deals. And you need somebody that can understand the that, that wherewithal to understand how to negotiate a multi-billion dollar deal, how, what, how legally what the implications of the words in the deal are. And no matter how good your heart is, if you can't read or write a contract uh, or, or you can't do it to a to position where it will positively impact your your community, then that's not the position we need you in. We do need you. And you're important but we don't need you in the negotiating room. That's right. We need you outside the negotiating room, so you better come out here with something good. <laughs> That's right. So he said, I can't go out here without something for these folks. That's
0: right. Let me ask you um, real quick before you go. Okay. What do you think about Birmingham Southern?
1: I think that Birmingham Southern is a private institution, much like Miles College, and, uh, and I think that if we open that door to give uh, uh, Birmingham Southern – 30-something million dollars, I think Miles College should get the same. And uh, I grew up in the shadows of Miles College. And uh, although I'm not a Milean by, by uh, I didn't go to Miles, but I'm a Milean because I grew up. I've been around Miles more than Miles. most Mileans have. I, it raised me, Miles did. So I would think uh, that that's the issue there. And I think that if we're going to take care, I don't have a problem. We're going to use private money to help. Uh, 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 private Christian institutions whatever we do for Birmingham Southern we need to do for Miles College to the number
0: I want to thank my good friend and truly somebody that um, I think the world of I really think you are one of the smartest people I know I want to thank you for joining us
1: I appreciate you for having me I appreciate your friendship for all these years too Thank you,
0: man. I want to thank you all for listening. And as always, a huge shout out to Creed63, our 360 News, and UrbanHam.com. And thank you to the Wendell Major Law Firm <laughs> for sponsoring this episode. Yeah, it's called the Major Law Group. The Major Law Group. <laughs>
1: Where I got to send $100 at, man. <laughs> God bless. Hello, I am Dr. Brandi Bowling, your triple board certified pediatrician, adult psychiatrist, and child and adolescent psychiatrist. I am also an ADHD expert, a mommy friend, a school liaison, author of the best selling book Shine Understanding ADHD So Your Child Can Be a Star, and host of the Facebook live stream Focus on It Friday. You can find me at Dr. Brandy B, that's D R B R A N D I B, on all social media platforms. Or you can call my office, which is 205 948 7129. It is my goal that all children and adults will be successful and that they will shine in the classroom and in life.
2: Legion FC is back for season five. Birmingham's very own professional soccer team kicks off its next home game on Sunday, April 9th at 4.30 p.m. at Protective Stadium versus the Phoenix Rising FC. After three games, the team is in first place, and after making the playoffs every year, the goal in 2023 is a championship. To come to a game and support the team with players from places like Ghana, Jamaica, Brazil, and all over the U.S. Check out BHMlegion.com or at BHMlegion on social media. Or, of course, the Legion FC app to get tickets and find out more information. Hammer down.